Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Making Change, a podcast on positive change, the art and science of how to make ourselves better to make society better, and make the earth better. On this podcast, we explore ethics, politics, and the best conflict resolution practices in order to confront our challenges. I am Dr. Mark Gopin, your host, professor at George Mason University and author. And today we will be discussing the relationship between ethics, politics, and conflict resolution, and a very surprising subject, neuroscientific discoveries. And this is, you can say, and perhaps this is the title of what we'll be talking about, is what in the world does curing Alzheimer's have to do with global peace? And that's what we're going to explore today. And first, we're going to begin by describing some amazing advances that are going on at our at this very moment in the world of curing Alzheimer's, which is one of the most debilitating and devastating and fast-growing diseases on the planet and is um, devastating to families. It creates uh, misery in communities because of the, the difficulty when somebody loses all their faculties and they are gone but not quite gone and families just suffer and stress out uh, for sometimes for years. It takes a tremendous toll on the families. It takes a tremendous toll on uh, the medical system because unlike so many other major diseases like cancer and heart disease, there's been very little progress on getting exactly to any kind of drug intervention or any kind of intervention that could possibly reverse the effects of Alzheimer's or prevent it from happening in the first place. Well, here is one exciting development that is actually having an effect and and attempting to have an effect on human beings per se. Now, this may sound strange in terms of animal experimentation versus human experimentation. The fact is that Alzheimer's has been particularly frustrating because so many uh, promises of the last 20 years of animal experimentation led to a complete failure in the application of those discoveries to the human brain uh, and to the human person who is suffering. And so this has been a very curious uh, stuck place for, of course, millions of families, but also for the scientific community. And we're very interested in that in terms of the relationship between what society needs in order for it to be happier and healthier, and also what the implications are uh, for, from the point of view of studying and thinking about ethics, the ethics, the, the morality of what is it right to do, and how do we move towards uh, solutions to the particularly difficult problems on the planet. Uh, 
difficult problems that are very impossible to solve so far are called wicked problems, problems with many, many variables <clears throat> that defy simple solution. Well, my field is in conflict analysis and resolution, and I've done peace building in war-torn countries uh, for the better part of 30 years, and I've spent my life on this, and I have thousands of friends in these war zones. This is the very definition of problems that are wicked in nature, that don't lend themselves to easy solution. Now, it turns out that there are many parallels in general between medicine and interventions in very difficult problems with multiple variables and in conflict resolution when you're intervening and there are so many variables and it's truly a wicked problem, a problem that you cannot figure out what is the real cause, you cannot figure out cures without knowing the causes, etc. So let's just, let's just launch into a little bit about this amazing discovery in neuroscience. And that is that a, a wonderful team at West Virginia University Rockefeller Neuroscience Institute have been looking into new technologies of curing uh, Alzheimer's. The foundation has been singly dedicated to that since the beginning when uh, Mr. Rockefeller dedicated this institute uh, because of the tragedy in his family of someone dear to him who had suffered from Alzheimer's with no possibility of a cure. And this team at uh, West Virginia University Rockefeller Neuroscience Institute, uh, it's reported uh, in, uh, West, in, the, in the West Virginia News, the independent voice of West Virginia, that there was a historic breakthrough. Now, what does a historic breakthrough entail when it comes to something as complicated as neuroscience? Well, the, the main breakthrough was done through a process of ultrasound, an ultrasound application to the brain through many, many tiny electrodes that were put onto the brain. And that ultrasound study led to an amazing success of doing something that had never been done before, and that is opening up the blood-brain barrier. Well, what is the blood-brain barrier? Well, it turns out that the brain, unlike almost all the other parts of the body, is surrounded by a very, very tight barrier that has made it very hard to treat any brain diseases, so that almost everywhere on your body, uh, anything injected can move in that direction and can help to cure or attack a mutation, a, mu a, 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 a cancerous cell. Uh, they, they have very advanced means of going into every part of your body now with uh, medicine and with surgery. But the blood-brain barrier has made it impossible to do that when it comes to the brain. So therefore, they now know that, for example, the, there's plaque, which is kind of a substance that, that takes over the brain uh, of people who have Alzheimer's and possibly other diseases as well. And that plaque basically destroys the ability of the higher functioning of the brain in terms of memory in particular, but in terms of, of, of many other things. And so the plaque in the brain was the, is the, the goal of what can be done in terms of medicine for that plaque on the brain. And that couldn't happen until the blood-brain barrier was broken. 
And the ultrasound technology that they have developed here has apparently achieved a milestone in that direction. And they've also tried to treat some of the plaque and it is still under discussion what the results will be of the first volunteer patient who had early onset Alzheimer's and they are interested in seeing whether any of that ultrasound therapy which uh, would create a change in what's called cognitive decline, a change in uh, memory, a change in other kinds of functioning that doctors can tell are implicated in Alzheimer's patients. Uh, and that effort at the microscopic level with thousands of probes that targeted a precise spot in the brain, coupled with microscopic bubbles created by the frequency of the ultrasound, made those bubbles start oscillating. So on a microscopic level, it's as if there was a massage or a scrubbing going on that actually broke through to the brain. So there are two reasons why that's exciting. One is anything that can break through to the brain can also allow possibly for the introduction of medicine that would go directly to the brain. And secondly, this scrubbing of those bubbles and the ultrasound may in fact be able to take off the plaque itself. And this is what's tentative. It's simply an experiment. It's a, it's, they're very concerned with absolutely with safety when it comes to humans. Uh, but it, um, the, the reason why this is so important is because that blood-brain barrier has prevented the larger molecules of, or chemotherapy or medications or antibodies or even immune system cells or aminotherapy or stem cells to get into the brain. All of those things I just mentioned have been used amazingly on so many other diseases. The stem cell that you'll hear about, the aminotherapy, it's all going on, but not when it comes to the brain. Now the team targeted one particular place in the brain that's so important for memory and, and cognitive functioning, and that is the hippocampus. And that is a place that is so impacted by the plaque that is found in the, in the brain of patients with Alzheimer's. And these plaques are clusters of proteins and they accumulate and they block up the brain's connectivity. And in animal studies, it's been shown that these plaques are cleared with ultrasound technology. But this is the first time they've tried it on a human and they're excitedly waiting to see what is the evidence about cognitive decline? Has it been safe? Can it be done more? etc. But so far, the animal studies suggest that plaque can be cleared with ultrasound technology, these, these bubbles scrubbing, but they haven't proven it yet until they worked with an amazing heroic patient by the name of Judy Pollock, who's a West Virginia healthcare worker and an er with early onset uh, Alzheimer's. So she's doing well and they're waiting to see, they're studying the clinic memory uh, data and we'll see what happens with this. Now, that's all an amazing story. What in the world does it have to do with global peace? And why am I speaking about it when my expertise is in a completely different world? That world of, of trying to help people who are in the middle of a war situation and don't know what to do because they don't know who to trust in a country 
that is being invaded by all the countries around them and everyone says that they're there to save them and in fact they're there to take stuff they're there to take oil they're there to take land they're there to 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 fight someone else and so so many countries come into that one country and they invade with their own funding to radicalize everyone and basically create chaos because they are interested in conquering the country or they're interested in fighting another country that's also there. That is the hell of war and the hell of the experience of the people that I've worked with for so many years uh, as these wars have raged. And I've been in particularly focused on uh, Syria uh, and also Iraq and Afghanistan and so many places in the Middle East. And I have been thinking and thinking because this work affects me very deeply. These are people that I love. And I've been asking myself, what is the root cause of why this is happening to them? And I, there are many sources of what's gone wrong in the global fights of the Middle East and how it's enveloped the whole world. One of the deepest reasons why the Middle East is in flames is because the whole world is addicted to one resource called oil. And that oil is in, is in turn uh, killing the planet in terms of creating masses amounts of, massive amounts of carbon that are warming up the atmosphere drastically never before in the entire human civilization. And in fact, in many, many millions of years have we ever been as hot as we are now as a planet because of oil, because of fossil fuels, because of, of, of coal. But these, this oil is so rich in its power to run everything. And we built global civilization on the combustion engine. And that means that it is far, far worth more than gold and diamonds and all the things that people used to fight wars over. So this is like the mother of all wars over a resource that everybody wants. In the middle of that, our country after country that have that natural resource and are being taken over by other countries, building their empires. And basically, there are several empires operating in the Middle East that fight with each other and destroy countries around them as they continue their fight. In particular, since 1979, since the Iranian revolution, the, 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 the Saudis and others were determined to crush this competitor for domination of the region and domination of the Muslim world. Others got involved in this too, in terms of the Cold War. And in the end of the day, we are at a state now of vicious fighting in many countries between uh, Saudi and Qatari-led interests and Iranian interests. And that has destroyed so many of the lives of the friends that I care about and my students and others. So I try as hard as I can, but in the end of the day, what frustrates me is that I can't stop these countries from destroying the region and destroying themselves in the process because they too suffer because of endless war and the expenditures of war. And it's only because oil is so lucrative that this keeps going. Now, what in the world does that have to do with West Virginia and a beautiful hospital and a beautiful institute that makes 
a miracle for the brain of of Alzheimer's patients and possibly the beginning of the end of the curse of Alzheimer's. What do the two have to do with each other? Well, I'll tell you. They have to do with each other because the genius behind this technology is a person, a wonderful man by the name of Dr. Ali Rezai. And Dr. Ali Rezai is a neuroscientist. He also happens to be an Iranian-American. And as anybody knows who does medicine, there are amazing Iranian-American doctors all over the country doing all sorts of specialties. I have a wonderful Iranian-American doctor who works on my uh, problematic teeth. Whenever it breaks, I go to my doctor and he's amazing, okay? So this is something every civilization has their strengths and Iranian-American and Iranian civilization has a long, long history of medicine and, and healing and, and they just do great at it. So here's Dr. Ali Razai and he's using this technology, but it turns out that this technology is from where? It's from the state of, it's from Israel. Okay, so the, the technology, the engineering technology that made this possible is a product of an Israeli company that lives in, that is based in Haifa, in northern Israel. So let's think about this for a moment. Let's think about the fact that millions of lives are at stake in terms of the technology. Being able to actually break through the blood-brain barrier but only at the hands of an amazing neuroscientist who happens to be Iranian. So you have an Iranian doctor, you have a, an incredible technology that is Israeli Jewish, and then you have a mostly Christian team at this institute that have been working year after year after year with patients and with, and with these technologies and with these experiments. And all together, this Christian Jewish Muslim team may be on the, virtue, on the verge of saving millions of families from misery and horror, not to mention the incredible burden of expense on our economy of, an, of, of a vastly increasing number of elderly people uh, afflicted by this terrible end-of-life uh, disease. Instead of living out until a nice old age and and, and weakening slowly and, and being able to be with their family for 20 years, boom, at 40, at 50, at 60, they can spend 10 years, 15 years, 20 years languishing with no memory. And this Jewish Christian Muslim team is on the verge of curing this. Now keep that in your mind at the same time as you look at the map of the Middle East and you look at the the ingenious ways in which these countries are finding a way to kill each other. So there's also high intelligence in using all that fancy weapon systems. There's also a great deal of intelligence going into the oil and fossil fuel industry. And all of that is basically killing the region and killing the planet. Versus what you see in, the, in this small town of West Virginia of the ingenious nature of what happens when human beings of great difference in their backgrounds love each other, respect each other, cooperate with each other, put their brains together, and they make miracles happen. We have to think about that. 
I ask you to really reflect on that. I ask you to go look at pictures and movies of Alzheimer's patients. Watch them. Feel it. And then think about teams of people of, of no faith and some faith and Jewish, Christian, Muslim, many civilizations all working to help that person and those millions of people. And then look at the nightly news on the latest outrage from Yemen, from Syria, from Iraq, from Afghanistan, from Pakistan. Look at the outrage of endless warfare when people don't know and will not work with each other. So the consequences of peace building versus war building is very, very dramatic. Our future is at stake for that. Our future is at stake for people opening up their hearts and asking themselves, what is my lasting contribution? Do I want to be like Dr. Ali Razai? Do I want to work day and night to see whether I can contribute to the good of mankind, to the good of the planet, to, to the good of, of people, millions of strangers I'll never meet? Or do I want to use my brilliant little mind to create misery and horror in warfare? It is time that we make a choice as American citizens as to what we invest in. It is time as global citizens that we think about what we invest in with our minds and our hearts and our energy. Where will you be at the end of your life when you ask yourself, was my life meaningful? Did I give life or did I give death? And the answer should be clear as to what will make your life fulfilling and happy. Thank you so much for joining me on Making Change. Please don't hesitate to reach out through my website at howtothinkandact.com or through Making Change email, makingchange.crdc at gmail.com. That's the email connected with my center, the Center for World Religions, Diplomacy, and Conflict Resolution at George Mason University. I welcome all your questions and comments on the topics we discuss. I welcome healthy disagreement. The more we talk, the better about these things, and I look forward to speaking with you all on the next episode. Have a wonderful uh, day.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.